We are on Ksubis Lamed Aleph, Lamed Aleph 31A1 in the article Gemara. And we are continuing in our discussion of Kimlei Bidiraba Minei, which means that we established it based on the more stringent punishment, which means that when we have two results from one action, from one action there are two punishments. One is a stricter punishment, namely the death penalty, or perhaps, according to Ibn Khan Ibn Akana, even an early death by Hashem, uh, together with a monetary obligation. So then uh, there is no requirement to pay that monetary obligation. We only have the stricter punishment of the death penalty or death by Hashem. Now, our Gemara now, for Daflamid Aleph, Amid Aleph, for the first Amud, will be focusing on the question of how do you define one action, or really how do you define it being simultaneous? This is only true if you perform an action where at the very same time uh, two results occur, two punishments occur. And the question is, well, how do you exactly define the same time? And what if it's sort of viewed either halakhically or just how we view it as an extended action? What if there's two parts to the action? What if it takes time? Uh, so we'll be discussing these various issues in this Gemara. So says the Gemara, Gufa, Amr of Nachman, Amr of Chista, sorry, we're, we're repeating something that we've had in the past, on the last Amud. Modr ben Yechina ben Akana, ben Yechina ben Akana agrees to the following case. Begonev chalbosh al-chavir achlo. If you have the following case where a person steals chelev, chelev are the forbidden fats, he steals it, v'achlo, um, and then he eats it, so he steals, that's one problem, uh, where he's, Obligated to pay back, and he eats it, which uh, is uh, which deserves uh, the, um, an early death. So shuchayev, shikfar nischayev begnev akodem shiavoli de yisur chelav. So Rabbi Nachman ben Akana agrees that in that case we do not apply the principle of kimlei b'dravimne. Why don't we apply that principle? Because it happened at two different times. First, you steal it, which is one action of stealing it, and then there's the action of eating it. Eating it happens after you steal it. It's not happening at the same time, and therefore Kim Lebedravimnei does not apply. So the Gemara says, well, this seems to be going against the following idea. Maybe this is arguing on Rabbi Avin. Rabbi Avin, Rabbi Avin, it says the following case, having to do with the laws of Shabbos. When it comes to the laws of Shabbos, there's an Isser of one of the 39 forbidden activities is Hotza'a. Carrying now, carrying. There's two different types of carrying. One type of carrying is that you're not allowed to carry from a private domain to a public domain, or vice versa, from a public domain to a private domain. But additionally, a, a second component of it is that one cannot carry four amos. One cannot carry a four amos stretch within the public domain itself, even if it's not from the private domain, just in the public domain alone. One cannot carry. For almost in the public domain. So, what happens if you have the following case? Uh, we have the following case where Rabbi Avin says, if a person throws an arrow from the beginning of the four amos, the end of the four amos, so he throws it for four amos, so then that's a violation of Shabbos, and that would uh, be a violation with a punishment of the death penalty. While he's throwing it, as he throws it, the arrow also tears through somebody else's garments. 
um, as it's going through. So he ha- that's now damages. So he would have an obligation to pay the damages. Uh, we say there that Kimle Bedramine does apply, even though we would really say that what? That really the obligation to pay the damages occurs before the violation of Shabbos because in order to violate Shabbos, the arrow has to go the complete for Amos. It's, this is happening in the middle. So first is the obligation to um, pay the damages. Once the arrow then completes its uh, landing, so then they're they're in violation of Shabbos, but that's in two separate times. But the Gemara says, no. In this case, Kimlev Dramine does apply. Why? Because Akira Tzorach And I think what the Gemara is, under, the way the Gemara is understanding it as of now, it might change, but as of now, it means that uh, just practically, um, it's normal to view it as one action. The uprooting, the, the in order to the the picking up of the arrow, throwing it, that initial throw until it lands, it could be viewed as one action. It's one extended action. During that one extended action, it also destroys clothing. So that Kim Lebedrabine would apply to. That's called simultaneous because we view it as one long action. So the Gemara says that if that's true, which is the position of Rabbi Avin, so then hachanami hagba terachachilahi. So too, if a person steals chelav, the case that we start off with, a person steals chelav. Chelav are these forbidden fats, which um, a person is not allowed to eat. So a person steals chelav. The person picks it up, steals, but that picking up is also part of the process of eating. It's part. It's normal to pick it up and to eat it. So this person picks it up and eats it. So why don't we view that also all as one action? And within that one action, we should apply the principle of Kimle because at that very same time, as we view that as one action of eating, the picking up and the eating, so too, they are um, uh, they are in violation of stealing. So we should view it as one long extended action, just like in the case of where a person throws uh, the arrow, we view that as one long action for Shabbos of picking it up uh, or just throwing it, the initial throw until it lands. It's one long action. And if it breaks something in between, so then we apply Kimle, it's viewed as simultaneous. So to over here, it should be viewed as simultaneous because the picking it up and the eating are all viewed as one long action. The Gemara says, no, I have two reasons to differentiate between these two cases. Number one, Hachi Hashta, Hasum Akira, Hacha the first answer is basically saying that when it comes to the laws of Shabbos, and this is how some of the commentators explain it, when it comes to the laws of Shabbos, we mentioned that it's either walk, uh, carrying something from a public domain to a private domain or vice versa, or it's carrying for Amos a certain measurement within the public domain. It's not just carrying it, but it requires picking it up and placing it down. So the picking it up is really halachically, not just that this is normal, and therefore we view it as one action, but halachically it's viewed as one continuous um, action. Because in order to violate Shabbos, you need both. To pick it up, halachically. You need to pick it up and you need to put it down. So it's halachically viewed as one action. Over here, when it comes to uh, the case that we started off with, with regards to eating the forbidden uh, fats, picking it up is not uh, necessary. It's not halachically necessary. A person could just go on the floor um, and eat it and still violate uh, the, um, the the commandment of not eating forbidden fats. So it's not it's not halachically necessary. When it comes to Akira and Hanacha, when it comes to picking up the object and putting it down, both are necessary to violate that melacha, that forbidden action of carrying. Um, so that's answer number one. So they're, they're very different. 
uh, in the case of carrying it's viewed as one action because halakhically both are necessary in the case of um, eating chilev so the picking it up is not halakhically necessary for the chilev but addition to that, in addition to that inami over there when it comes to throwing the arrow by Shabbos the moment you let go so then you have no way of taking it back you have no ability to take it back it's viewed as one action because it's just going to go on its own but in the case of the stealing of the chilev so you could take it back before you actually eat uh, you, you, you pick it up fine but you could you could also put it back down. You don't have to eat it, and so therefore it's not viewed as one long action. Throwing an arrow from beginning to end is one long action. This is not viewed as one long action, and so therefore we have two ways to differentiate between the two. So when it comes to an arrow on Shabbos, we view that as one long action from the moment you throw until it lands, and therefore, if uh, some damages occur in between, we we do apply kimle, and therefore there's an exemption. When it comes to the picking up of the chilev, so then we gave various reasons why it's not viewed as one long action. The Gemara now concludes and says, "My What's the difference between the two reasons that we just gave, whether it's about the fact that you could take it back or whether halachically is it necessary to pick it up in order to eat? Let's say a person is moving a knife. They're not throwing it, but they're carrying a knife into the public domain. And they also destroy something as they're carrying it. So, so then, so then it, whether or not uh, Kimle applies depends on the two reasons that we gave. If the reason is because halachically uh, a Hanacha and a Kira are both required. You have to pick it up and put it down in order to violate Shabbos. That's why it's viewed as one long action well, here too, it's viewed as one long action because when you pick up the knife and put it back down, it's one long action. However, if the idea is that you could take it back, well, you could still take this back. You don't have to continue walking the entire four amos. So you could take it back. And so therefore, it would not be viewed as one long action. So depending on how you understand the two between those two answers, that would impact this case of where you're just holding the knife. Is that viewed as one long action when you walk those four amos? Okay. So that was really one discussion. Let's continue on in the Gemara. We're on 31A2 on the bottom. As the Gemara repeats uh, one of the previous cases of Rabbi Avin, Gufa, Amr Rabbi Avin, Hazari Ches Mitzilas Arba L'Sof Arba V'Karish Yirayim Balichaso Potter She'akira Tzorech Anachihi We do apply Kimle, the same case that we, that we discussed before. You throw the arrow on Shabbos. It travels for Amos. In between, it, it destroys something. There's an exemption from paying that uh, damage because we apply the principle of Kimle Bidrabimine. It's viewed as one long action from the time moment you picked it up to, th- to the moment you threw it until it lands. It's one long action and during that action it broke something. So we apply the principle of Kimle and there's an exemption from the, there's a monetary exemption. Thigmore says, wait a minute. Musar Rabibi Barabaye, Rabibi Barabaye asks the following question from the following Brysa. We have two cases in this brisa. The first case is you steal a person steals a wallet on Shabbos. They steal a wallet on Shabbos and then they carry it into the public domain. So there it's viewed as two separate actions and therefore there's an obligation to pay back because you pick it up in the house. That's when you steal it. You walk outside from the private domain to the public domain. This is the other form of hotza, not carrying for Amos in the public domain, but carrying from the private domain to the public domain. 
that will be chayev, that we will not apply kimle, we'll say that you are obligated on both and you would have to pay back because it happens at two separate times. At the, in the house, you stole it. When you walk outside, um, that is when you violate Shabbos. So it's not happening at the same time. Violation of Shabbos is deserving of the death penalty. Uh, stealing is the monetary obligation to pay back. It happens at different times. However, says the end of this b'risa, let's say you don't pick the object up, but you just drag it on the floor. You're dragging it on the floor. Drag it, drag it, drag it on the floor until it leaves the private domain to go into the public domain. So then it does happen at the same time because once it leaves the, the private domain to go into the public domain, so that's when the violation of Shabbos occurs and that's also simultaneously is when the violation of stealing occurs. At that moment that it leaves his domain, that's when you steal it. It happens at the exact same time and therefore you are exempt. The Gemara, we probably won't get to it today, but the Gemara will analyze and discuss that second case. But the Gemara really now wants to focus on the first case of Amai. Why is it true that in the first case when you pick up the wallet and you steal the wallet, why is it that it's not viewed as simultaneous? Why don't we say, asks the Gemara, that when a person picks up the wallet, so that's already the very beginning of the action of taking it outside. Because you pick it up, you walk outside, um, so then that picking up is it's an Akira. And we said Akira is Tzorech Hotzahi. Akira and Hagba here, you pick it up. It's part of the process of the violation of Hotzah, of carrying, because you're taking it from the private domain to the public domain. And so therefore, it should be viewed as one long action. During that one long action, that's also simultaneously when you are stealing. So the violation of Shabbos, which is the death penalty, together with stealing, you should be exempt from paying back for that which you stole. We should apply Kim Levi because it's happening all at the same time. So to this, the Gemara answers, no, Hachamaya skin on. So the Gemara has to figure out a way when you really picked it up initially, when you stole it, it's not really the beginning of the process of taking it outside. And the Gemara will give a few suggestions. How do we know? What's the case? Where when you pick it up, you're in violation of stealing, but it's not the beginning of the process of taking it outside. So the Gemara will give a few suggestions. Hachamaya skin on, Kigon Chikbio Basically, you, when you picked it up, it was not to take it outside. It was to hide it inside the house. You were stealing it to hide it inside the house, but not to take it outside. So then clearly over there, uh, you stole, but you have not violated Shabbos. Uh, you have not, at that, at that time that you picked it up because it was for a different purpose. So where it says, wait a minute, slow down. Even in that case, even if you actually take it outside, if when you picked it up, you didn't have intention to take it outside, that's not a violation of Shabbos at all. Because in order to violate Shabbos, this is what we mentioned in the past, you need to pick it up and put it down. Not only that, but you have to pick it up with the purpose of taking it outside. And then you have to take it outside and put it down. But That when a person, let's say their person is moving things within their house from place to place, and they're, they're constantly moving things, and then they have this one thing that they're holding on to, and they say, oh, I want to take this outside. After they've already picked it up. When they initially picked it up, it was to move it within the house. Now they want to take it outside. That is not an Isra Deraisa. That's not a biblical prohibition. That's a rabbinic prohibition. That's, uh, that, that, that's much more lenient. You're not allowed to do it, but it's only a, it's only a rabbinic prohibition, uh, because the Akira, that initial picking up, was not for the purpose of taking it outside. So anytime you have that, there's an exemption from Shabbos. Uh, so what, how could that be our case? So the Gemara qualifies and says, Lo 
Sigmar takes it back and says, you know what, you're right. That's not the case that we're referring to. We're not talking about a case where you're picking it up with intention to put it down inside the house somewhere. You're taking it to take it outside. Oh, so then we're back to original question. When you pick it up, isn't that the beginning of the process of taking it outside? And therefore, stealing happens when you pick it up. And also, the action of taking it outside happens the moment you pick it up. It's one long action. And therefore, Kimle should apply. Says the Gemara, no, the case here is Kisha Ahmad. You happen to take a break. You paused for a moment while you're inside the house. Pausing for that moment now makes it a new walking. It's a new walking. So the old walking was not part of the uh, prohibition of carrying outside. It's not one long action because you stopped. Ahmad Lamai, but why did you stop? Asks the Gemara. Ilakasef orchehu. If you're stopping just to adjust the load because you have to readjust it, that's normal. And therefore it's viewed as one long action. Again, we, this is what the introduction was about. Is this, how, what do we determine as a long action, one long action? What do we determine as multiple actions? So to walk and to stop, but the reason why you're stopping is to adjust the load. So then that's one long action. Rather, how do you break between the two and separate between the two? When you stop to rest. You're stopping to rest, not to adjust the load, but it's you stop to rest. So the Sigmar says, wait a minute. But if you were actually to stop because you're adjusting the load, the law would end up being putter. The law would be Kimle should apply. Why? Because the moment you pick it up, that's when you steal. At that same time that you pick it up, even though you stop in between to reload, to readjust the load, but that's one long action. The beginning of the action, action of taking it outside, violation of Shabbos occurs the moment you pick it up. That very moment, you also violate uh, stealing. So you're exempt. We apply Kimlay. It's happening all at the same time. So the Gemara wants to know, wait a minute. So then why isn't that mentioned in the Brisa? Forget about the case of dragging it on the floor, if you recall, which is the beginning of the Brisa. The Gemara says, why give the case of dragging it? Just give me the other, uh, uh, as an example of Kimlay. Give me an example where a person just picks it up and plans on going outside and happens to be, even if they pause, they're not pausing for the sake of resting, they're pausing to readjust the load. That's one long action. Kimlay should apply. So the Gemara says, you know what? Okay, fine. How do we come to a case where there's a separation between your initial picking up and walking outside? Allah money ben azaihi. It's Ben Azai. Ben Azai has a unique opinion when it comes to Shabbos and carrying that even with their walking with uh, the object, even as they're walking, every step is a new action because you pick up the foot and you put it down. So once you put it down, that's that's it. That's the picking up and the putting down. And that's one action. So the the only time that's really viewed as a connection to the to the to the act of carrying from the private domain to the public domain is that last step, that last step you take from the private domain to the public domain, that's the step which is viewed as the action of carrying. But everything else, those are all viewed as separate actions. So according to Ben Azai, I pick up this this wallet. I pick up the wallet. I'm in violation of stealing. Now I walk towards the outside, towards the public domain. Now every step is now a new action. So yeah, so stealing happens before I violate Shabbos. Violating Shabbos only occurs at the very end when he's leaving the private domain and he's walking. That walk, that one step, is the actual action of the violation of Shabbos. So that makes a lot of sense. The Gemara says, well, wait a minute. What if Pater, if he, let's say he didn't walk, but he just threw the wallet, even Benazi would agree 
that that's one long action of throwing from the private domain to the public domain. And as such, as such, it should be one action, and the stealing and uh, the violation of Shabbos should be viewed as happening at the same time, the moment that you pick it up and steal and throw it. So the Gemara wants to know if that's the case. The same question that we had earlier: Potter. So then, why why isn't that case mentioned in the Brisa? As the Brisa had a case in the end, which is a case of Kimle. It is a case where uh, it's happening simultaneously. Give this case of where you throw it. Don't give the case of dragging it on the floor. Give a case where you're throwing it. So the Gemara answer is no. And this is really where we'll, we'll conclude. No, we need to mention the case of dragging. For another reason. It's true. Maybe you could have used the other case for a case which happens simultaneous when you throw it. But the dragging was necessary to teach me an idea. of. You might have thought that this is not the normal way of carrying by dragging something on the floor. Kamash Milan, that it is the normal way. This is how, this is viewed as a violation of Shabbos. To drag this object across the floor would be a, a violation of Shabbos. Now the Gemara in the coming class will discuss, well, what exactly are you dragging? Does that make a difference? And where are you dragging it to? How are you acquiring it? When you just drag it, you're not picking it up. All of that will be discussed in the Gemara in the next class.